2: DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender Ed, Blender HD, if you want to follow me on Twitter. And it's Friday, December 23rd. We're coming close to Christmas, and it's freezing outside. I'm wearing my fleece, right? I'm not even—it's cold inside. It's cold inside. Anytime, anytime we open up the, the back door or whatever to let the dog out or something like that, basically the temperature in the house just, like, goes down 8 degrees. Right, that's how cold it is. It says says on my weather app, it's negative five degrees here, negative five as the real temperature feels like minus twenty five. I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. I mean, like it's not like it's not like I'm in Winnipeg, Canada, or something like that. It's not like I'm not like I'm in the uh, D- Detroit or Chicago or whatever. Like Louisville, Kentucky is, is Midwest is Midwest mid southish Midwest. Why is it negative five? Right. But we see with all the football games, it's it's going to be cold pretty much everywhere. Well, we'll take a look at the NFL slate for tomorrow. But give me those dummy thumbs. I know, I know you can't even. It's so cold. You got your gloves on. You're probably watching with your gloves on. Your mittens. You got some mittens on. Take out the thumb. Rip out the thumb of the mitten, and you and you and you hit the hit the, the thumbs up button. Hit the dummy thumbs. Hit the dummy thumbs. You warm up. That's 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 the thing. The more thumbs. The more thumbs ups we get, the more likes we get. That's how that's that's how the warmth happens, right? It's it's friction of all the people hitting the thumbs up button. I think so. I think that's how it works. So if you want to get a little bit warmer, right? That maybe there's some people that are down in. so someone may be watching from Tahiti or something and it's 102 degrees. Who knows? Maybe they don't want to get warmer, but I want to get warmer. So hit that thumbs up button. I got the, the Suki Singh in the chat. Watas Matt Mears. Good morning, Jay Willie. Bart B. Gurido. Okay. New guy. Haven't seen you in a while. Morning. Dave Clark. Kickstart. Jay Willie. Dave Clark's in Phillies wearing my Parks Casino fleece indoors. Oh, okay. Someone's a VIP. Getting their Parks Casino fleece. Right. I just have a, what is this? Columbia? Just a a Columbia one. Right. Uh, Jay Willie. Jay Willie is here. His job is opening late today. So he's able to listen to this. Okay. Right. Steve's the producer, he's in chat. It's zero here in the right. right. It's negative five in Louisville, zero in Nashville, five degrees in Alabama, according to Kickstart. Don't go outside. Don't 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 even think about it. Don't even think about it. And there's still snow and ice on the ground and it's not melting. And people here in Louisville, they don't they don't know how to drive. I ain't leaving. I ain't leaving at all. Right. I, I'm used to driving the snow. I'm from New York. But these people here, oh, they act, they act like they, you know three inches and they're dead right and no one know and no one even knows how to swerve out of you know if they slip or something it's ridiculous here like all you have to do is t- turn into it just turn into it and don't break so hard it's not complicated it's really not complicated if you happen to go over a patch of ice or something like that don't slam on the brakes and you turn into it you turn into you turn into the curve you turn it Whatever, whatever. You tell it to you can scream that out of your car while someone flies off the road. It's up to them. It's their their fault. I ain't gonna be out there. But whatever. Oh yeah. Dave Clark says at least we got rain and not snow in Philly. Right? a uh, Gary Doe is oh, Gabe. Oh, okay. Okay, you you rarely you rarely hear in the, I rarely see the at least see the username. Okay, Gabe's here. Okay, Gabe knows what he's doing, right? So I don't I don't have to treat him like an idiot. Typically the new people, I'm like, uh oh. Here comes the stupid questions. Here comes the stupid questions. Uh, everyone's saying drive however you want. Not for me. No, not when I'm on the road. If I'm on the road, don't drive however you want. Don't. don't. Get out of my way if you're going to do that. Okay, so we got the football slate. We got the NFL slate. We got totals that are just, I mean, this is this is an absurd slate. It's an absurd slate. And I want to tell you the reason why. And, and, and I'm going to be on the Game Theory Show. We're going to be recording that later today. I me and Tuttle. Recording at two, so it'd probably come out around four or five o'clock. Uh, just as as a preview of that, if you were to take the data, okay, one of the things that we do in GPPs, okay, remember in GPPs, we're looking for ceiling. Cash games, we're looking for medians, right? We we, it, we I I don't necessarily care about the totals of the games necessarily. When I'm playing a lineup that's not correlated, and I'm just looking for the highest median value possible and give it to me. Now, obviously, the games with higher totals, the medians of those players tend to be higher anyway. Right? I mean, like, you know, more points are likely to be scored. But for for GPP, like you're typically going to be playing three, four, five guys from a game. You may be playing a secondary correlation of another game. So the games matter. Now, if you looked at the data. When, when you when you try to play GPPs, you want to play a game that is going to go 50 points, 60 points, 70 points. You want 35-28, right? You want 44-22, you know, whatever, whatever. It's scorigami or something like that. You want 60-plus. You want 70-plus points. You want stuff like that. Now, if you were to look at the data, if you were to plot the data in the NFL from the closing line of the game, total-wise... And then the actual, and you plotted that for years, 20 years, 20 plus years, the games that are more likely to go 60, 70 points are obviously, it makes sense logically, logically that the higher total games. So if a game has, if a game has a 57 total, it's much more likely that it hits 70 points than a game with a 45 total, right? That I'm not saying anything that, oh my God, I know I wouldn't have never thought of that. But the thing is, is that the distribution of those outcomes are quite large, are quite n- not, lin- not linear. They're not much, linear. They're much more, they're much barbelly, much more bimodal, if you want to call it that way. Hockey stick-like. I don't want to call it exponential, but it, it's more exponential, meaning that if you're looking for a game, like the probability of a game to score 70-plus points as a total, it's most likely going to happen out of the you know the fifty-two total game, and then it then it's more likely from the forty-eight total game. Then it's it gets less likely to the forty-four total game. Then gets less likely to the forty total game. But those gaps in between those are not linear, are not equal. It's it's more of a hockey it's more of a hockey stick. It's more of a rever- it's actually more of a reverse hockey stick. That's a better way, but it's a reverse hockey stick. You're plotting it the other way. So as you go further down, the probability goes down more than the step that it goes down, which means the difference between a forty eight total game and a forty four total game is much bigger than again than between a forty eight and a fifty two and a forty eight to forty four and a forty four versus a forty is a bigger gap than a forty eight versus a forty four even though it's only four points in the total you go from forty to thirty six. That's even bigger gap you go from 36 to 32 that's a humongous gap okay so now on this slate we have a lot we have we have totals that are very wide between them. I mean we we have let's say like the largest total game is probably I think Kansas City Seattle maybe Minnesota, New York uh Philadelphia Dallas is what uh, 47 and a half it looks like. Uh, the Vikings game is forty-seven and a half. Kansas City is 48 and a half. I mean, weighted more on the cheap side. Carolina Detroit is 43 and a half. Right. So like, obviously these dome games, right? I'm, I'm, Dallas, Minnesota. Some Kansas City is going to be really cold. It's not going to be snowing or anything, but it's going to just be really cold. Like we know that these these two games, the Philly Dallas game and the Giants Vikings game, are going to be the chalk games, and not and the byproduct is is because they're indoors, and it's really cold, and that's why they're total. That's why the totals are higher than other games on the slate. So now in GBPs, people think, "Oh, so okay, I could easily pick the here's the two chalk games. Let me I'll find something off the board, like off the board." The problem is, is that the gaps that come down from these totals, even though on a normal slate a 47 and a half total, and if we go back three months, a 47 and a half total would be a middling total. would be like, okay, there's like there's like two or three games that have 49 to 52 total. There's two or three games that have a 47 to 49 total. There's a couple of games that have a 43 to 45 total. Like they're closer to each other, where it's like, okay. Like these totals wouldn't be like something to, to, to write home about. But the problem on this slate is that these totals are 47, but I mean, Houston, Tennessee is a 35 and a half total. Atlanta, Baltimore, 35 and a half. Buffalo, Chicago is only 40 and a half. I mean, the Browns and the Saints is ridiculous, 32 and a half. Cincinnati, New England is what, 40, what looks like 41 and a half. 49ers, uh, Commanders is only 37, 37 and a half. Like, that's like a 10-point. Some of these game totals are, are a touchdown lower than the two chalk games. A touchdown lower in total, if not more. Right? Seven points. The 32 total is, I mean, that's like that's 15-point difference. So it may be like, well, I'm just going to take a shot on, on the Saints-Browns game. right, I'm going to play Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper, and I'm going to run it back with Alvin Kamara, and I'm going to take a shot that this is the game that goes off compared to other games. Like, the likelihood of that happening is exponentially lower. Now, can it happen? Sure. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like, like, oh, I'm going to take this low total game against this. Like, it's a 15-point difference. The likelihood of this game scoring 60 points is way lower than even, like, Cincinnati-New England. Like Cincinnati, New England is 41 and a half. I mean, that's still, that's like, that's a touchdown higher than New Orleans, Cleveland. And that's not even that high of a total. So if you're going to get off the board, I mean, I truthfully, as far as game stacks are concerned, I'm, I'm xing out any, I'm pretty, I think I'm xing out anything that's under a 40, like anything. Like Houston, Tennessee. Yeah, I can play Derrick Henry. Sure. Okay. That's no problem. I can play one-offs. That's no problem. Atlanta, Baltimore, just cross it, just exit out. Not for one off, just for game stacks, like stack, stacky stacks. Like, no, I'm not gonna play. I'm not gonna play Desmond Ritter. I'm not gonna play Tyler Huntley. I ain't playing Tyler. And my, my, what? Willis is gonna start, right? I take a look here. I go New Orleans, Cleveland, just exit that out. Right, that's easy. And then, then you start taking a look, and you go. Washington, San Francisco, X that out. I'm not gonna play Purdy. I'm not gonna play Heineken. Okay, I'm I'm once you boil that once you once you start knocking these things out, it's quite possible that the the, the chalk games are not chalky enough. It's weird to say, it's very weird to say because it's a 10-game slate. We have a lot of low total games. It's quite possible that the, the Vikings game and the Cowboys game are the chalk games, and they're and they're heavy chalk and they may not be chalky enough from a game stack perspective from a stacking perspective the players in the game may be over owned but from a stacking perspective so i'm more in the mindset of playing like five guys from these games to over to slightly over it three plus two it four plus one it that type of thing where you're playing Kirk, you're, you're just going Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Ty, like Hawkins, like you you, you you just, give me everyone from those games. The games are so much exponentially higher total than the, these other games that maybe more people will go, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll play a three plus one, I'll play a three plus zero, I'll play both sides, I'll play two plus one, and I'll just go, This may be the, this may, this seems like the the type of week I'm looking at these games that most, that most of these games go under. You're going to see a lot of 17 to 10 games, 13 to six games. And then the game that scores 50 points. And, you know, the game that goes uh, in the, one of these two games, the Vikings and the Cowboys, one of those games that goes, you know, 30 to 27, like that's the winner. The opportunity cost is going to be quite low when, there's barely any points being scored in a lot of these other games. So maybe getting 13 points from Adam Thielen as part of like a five-man Viking stack may be fine. As long as the Vikings score four touchdowns, Cousins put up 300 yards and everyone does well. Dalvin Cook has two rushing touchdowns or something. I mean, you're good. Because these environments are just so much better than all the other ones. And they will be chalky. Just a matter of how how can you play them? How can you play chalky games differently? And I'm treating this more. I I believe at least I'm treating it more like like these like three game Thanksgiving type slates where people just don't over they don't overstack enough. Because it's hard for me to see. I'm going through you know I'm running lineups and I'm going through and I'm seeing like what what would I be running if I x out the games with under 40s? Okay, now I get Detroit Carolina. Am I playing Sam Darnold? Am I playing Jared Goff? Am I playing Goff, Amon, Ross, St. Brown? They don't project all that well. And the Carolina plays so slow. Darnold, Darnold Moore, Marshall with an Amon, Ross, St. Brown? Comp- I mean, I guess. I mean, it's feasible, but how much, how much exposure do I want to have to that? Probably not much. Buffalo, Chicago, but, the, you know. It's going to be like negative nothing. It's going to be ridiculous in Chicago. So what am I playing? Am I playing Josh Allen? I mean, Josh Allen, Diggs, these are, they're expensive for a 24 and a half team total. Do you play the field side? Do you do fields, commit something? I mean, is it viable? Yeah, but do I like it? No. Do that? Does it project well? No. Detroit, Carolina, and Buffalo, Chicago don't project well. They're priced as if their total should be... At least five points higher. Then you go to New Orleans, Cleveland, you're Xing that out, right? Washington, San Francisco, you're Xing out. Then you get to like Cincinnati, New England. It's like, oh, well, I could play Joe Burrow. Well, how are you stacking Joe Burrow when, when Chase and Higgins are so expensive? You play Hayden Hurst? Okay. Yeah. And then New England, you could run back with like, there's all the the Myers and Aguilar. Okay. I could see that being viable doing a Burrow plus. One of Chaser Higgins plus Hurst, assuming that he plays. I could see that. Okay, that's doable, but they're playing in New England. It's it's 800 degrees under free. It's, I mean, it's, it's the day after tomorrow. You see that movie? That's what it is. Have you seen the weather outside? It's the day after tomorrow. We're going to have Jake Gyllenhaal coming in, you know. He's stuck in the library. I've seen that movie plenty of times. So then you go from there and you go, okay, how about the Kansas City Seattle game? Kansas City has a great total. The the problem with Kansas City is like, okay, I can play Patrick Mahomes. And then what? Then you play Kelsey. Now you have no more money left. Right? And now you're playing cheap guys from other games or something like that. And then Seattle, yeah, Goodwin is because Lockwood is out. You got Goodwin, you got Metcalf. I don't know what's going on with Fant. But this game ain't bad, but I mean, I think it's going to be the third most popular game. I mean, after the the Dallas and the, the Vikings and the Cowboys game, that Kansas City, Seattle game will be the third most popular. So it's not like you're getting insane lower ownership. Then of course, if you're going to double stack with Mahomes, like who the, you could play like 700 people, right? He could, I mean, Mahomes could throw for four touchdowns and no one else could get in, literally no one else on the team gets there from a fantasy perspective. He throws four. He he throws four touchdowns. He rushes one one in, so his score he has a forty, and then no one else on his team has more than twelve points, right? Because Justin Watson has a touchdown, MVS has a touchdown, Kelsey has a touchdown, Jerick McG- he runs it in. Pacheco ran it in. I mean, like it's you got it's so much, there's so many people there. So then, what do you do? So it's not that appealing the Geno Smith side. I mean, they're a 10-point underdog. It's Is it viable? Yeah, no, it's more viable than some of the, these other options at Buffalo, Chicago, I guess. But it's it's not, it's it doesn't project, it still doesn't really project well in comparison to these other two games. So then it comes down to, we just went through everything. We X'd out the ones under 40. The ones that aren't under 40, they they're the pricing and the positional value isn't worth it from a projection standpoint, then what are you left with? you left with the Vikings game and the Cowboys game. <laughs> that, that, that's all you're left with. Right? So I'm sitting here. I'm going, okay, like like if you were to build, if I, if I set up like just a stacking rule of some type of just like one quarterback with two two pass catchers, one run back, right? It's like some some type of game stack like this. Like what does it look like? Like even two, like even, like, let's do the one, because I don't want to be unfair. We just run a hundred. Like what does that look like? Based on our RG projections as of this morning. You're going to get, you're going to run into the problem where the best, the best games are the best games. The popular games are the popular, they should be. Alex says, Alvin Kamara is dead to me. I don't care if he's projected to score 25. Well, I don't think you have to worry about that week. That, that game total is so low. That I don't think you have to worry that you don't have to play Camaric 6,800 if you don't want to. Gino is in the negative game script versus the terrible defense. But that's not that those don't relate to ceilings. That's a that's a misnomer. That's a misnomer. That that's that this is how you take advantage of people. This is how people think. They go, oh, they're going to be behind. They're going to be throwing a lot. But that's not where ceiling outcomes in fantasy come from. Ceiling outcomes in fantasy come from touchdowns, from scoring. So, oh, well, wow, yeah, Geno Smith, he throws 380 yards, passing from behind with one touchdown and two interceptions. That's not going to put you up in the – you're going to be pairing him with two other people. You want them scoring touching. You want them ahead in passing or a competitive in passing. So it's not like, oh, they're going to be down three touchdowns and throwing the ball up. That's that's not a ceiling mentality. That's a median mentality. So don't think in terms of like, oh, I want to play the team with a 16-point implied team total because they're going to be throwing from behind a lot. That's not a G, That it's a cash mentality. That's not a GPP mentality. You know what? I want to play the quarterbacks from the teams that are going to be throwing a lot of touchdowns. I don't care how many they do, and I don't don't care how much of a lead they have. You give me a quarterback that throws for 300 yards and three touchdowns, give it to me. If you tell me that, oh, well, you may not throw for three touchdowns, then I don't care anymore. Okay, so here we go. So you got a lot of Giants. Like, look, look at at all the Giants you get. Daniel Jones. I mean, who doesn't want to play a nice Daniel Jones, Isaiah Hodgins, and Darius Slayton lineup? Who doesn't want to play Richie James? At shock, who doesn't want to play shock Ch- Richie James? What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Who doesn't want to just jam in Henry and McCaffrey into all their lineups? Right, that's what this is all looks like. I mean, if you take a look just from a stack perspective, you're just getting all Giants, Vikings, Giants, Vikings, Giants, Vikings. If, even if I cap them, let's say I cap Cousins and and Jones at twenty. Let's see, let's see what who we get now. Right, so I'm going to run another hundred. They're getting so I ran the first hundred in that configuration. It's all the Vic, it's all Vikings Giants. It's all of it. It's all of it. There's not there's no there's nothing else. There's literally nothing else. So let's run another hundred. Let's cap them at 20 and see what else comes up. You're gonna see that we're gonna do this and you're gonna get you're gonna get you get to a point where all it is 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 two or three games and that's it. That if you want to do this type of construction for any of the other games, you're going to be sacrificing like 10 plus 15 plus points in projection. Cause the other games project horribly. That doesn't mean that they can't, one of them can't go off. Yeah, you're right. One of them can just a lower probability. But I think that these games at chalk may not be high enough. On. I mean, like they'll be high on and you'll sit there and go, well, the Vikings Giants game is in like 28% of people's lineups. And I'm like, based on the projections and the context of the slate, maybe they, yeah, it's 28%. That's a lot for a 10 game slate, but maybe they should be 35% owned. Like, maybe it's that. So here we go. Let's see. So now that we got that out of the way, then we get Minch, right? Okay, we get Minshew. We get some Prescott, right? So that's the other game, the Eagles, right? So we got the Eagles Cowboys game. And we start getting Geno Smith because he's cheaper on the Seattle side. So you start getting the Seattle, Kansas city game, All right? So if I cap these, so let's say I cap just this, just to see, right. Start getting some, a couple more quarterbacks in like 15, 15, 15, 15. Let's see. We'll get some more Geno Smith and let's see what comes out after that. We'll run another 100. Look, I'm capping stuff. So, I mean, like, once you go through, like, the first, like, 3,000 lineups, the large, large proportion of those 3,000 projected lineups in game stack-type configurations are going to be the Vikings game and the Cowboys game. Typically on a slate, typically on a 10-game slate, You won't, you won't, out of 3,000 lineups, you'll see, yeah, one game will be 22%, and another game will be 18%, and this game will be 10%, this game will be 8%, this game will be 6%. You run 3,000 lineups, it's like, the Vikings game is like 62% of lineups, the Cowboys game is like 28% of lineups, and you're, you're left with like 10%. And it's like, I, the, the Chiefs game is 4% of lineups, and then, like, you got, like, 1% of, like, anything else. So here we go again. We ran it again. Now we get Mac Joe, okay, because he's cheap. Right? Mac Jones, Mahomes, Darnold, Goff. But still, you're primarily getting Prescott, Minshew, Jones, Cousins. Then some Geno Smith, Patrick, Mahone. I mean, look, I mean, then you, then you started after all of that. Now you're getting Darnold and Goff in the 43 total. game. And this is me capping at 15%. If I, if you did, if you would just ran this out and ran 300 lineup sets, 10 times, 20 times, we may not get to a Darnold or Goff lineup for thousands, thousands Right? Thousand. I mean, it may not even show up in the first 3,000 at all. So all this does is show me like, yeah, they're going to be these game stack configurations with these games are going to be chalky. But that's, it seems like the only viable way to do it. The only, the only option other than doing that is to not stack any game. And just, I'm just going to play a whole bunch of one-offs and see what the hell happens. That's what it seems like to me. And remember, you're talking to someone that's. Ah, I'm a contrarian. I'm a game theory player. I play, I play against ownership. Yeah, that's true. I play over owned and under owned, not chalk versus not chalk. That chalk doesn't matter. Is are these types of lineups under owned or over owned? That's all that matters. Some something could be highly owned and still be under owned. Something could be low owned and still be over owned, right? A player could be like 4% owned and be like, why don't you play him? He's only 4%. I go, well, he probably should only be 2%. Yeah, but he's low-owned. Yeah, but he's over-owned. And someone could be like 36% and be like, how do you play a 36% whatever the hell? I go, well, he should be 48%. That's how I do it. So it's it's not a matter of good chalk, bad chalk, high-owned, low-owned. It's If you're playing exploitatively, it's under-owned, over-owned. And from what I could gather right now, the Vikings game and the Cowboys game will both be high owned. But I think the Giants Vikings game, although it will be chalk, it will be high owned. It's quite possible that it's under owned. That this game should be the game that you that that you jam. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like to me in running lineups. And then comes the, the Eagles-Cowboys game. But the Vikings-Giants game comes much higher above that. I'm not playing many lineups. I think I'm only playing 12 lineups tomorrow. And primarily because I'm pretty much playing the same. Like I'm, I'm, for, for this reason, I'm not playing like eight different games. Like sometimes on some slates, I'll be like, I'm, I'm going to play three stacks of this and two stacks of that and one stack of this. And I'm playing a whole bunch of different games. And if one of them goes off, I'll have the right combination. This playing twelve lineups is quite possible. All twelve lineups have this game in it, or I have like eight versions of this, and then two versions of something else, and two versions, and that's it. Maybe don't, maybe I'm only playing those two games. So it's like, do I need to make do I need to make an additional? Do I have it have additional entries or whatever? I'll be repeating myself. Oh, but that's that's my incentive. I think people will. I think people will get it wrong and go like I'm just gonna. T- I'm gonna take a shot, right? I'm gonna take a shot in the Buffalo Chicago game. And okay, that that isn't horrible. But dude, people. I mean, who knows? People will go. I'm gonna play Malik Willis. I'm gonna get he- 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 they, What they're gonna do? This is what they're gonna do. I'm gonna get leverage, on Mal- on on Derrick Henry by playing Malik Willis and Robert Woods and. In, on Conquo or something like that. And like, good luck to you. Right. I'm going to get leverage on McCaffrey by playing Brock Purdy plus Brandon Ayuk plus Kittle. And I'm going to run it back with Terry McLaurin. I'm like, good luck to you. Good luck to you. You know what I'm going to do? I'm much more likely that I'll stack the games that the chalkier games that have the higher totals, but maybe I just don't play McCaffrey and Henry together. Right, I don't do that. I only play one of them. I pivot at running back. I I find a lower own thing. I play. I play a Swift or a or a, or a Pollard or a Sanders or a Mixon or you know something like that in the space of a McCaffrey or a Henry. Kenny Walker at six thousand four hundred, if he's healthy, do something like that. I think that's a better way. To me from a projection standpoint that seems like a better way to go. It's hard it's hard to it just from from a statistical perspective it's hard to go, yeah, I'm going to take this 35 total game and hope it's the nuts when there are games that have a 10 plus point higher total in it. That are still going to be played but not not absurd, not absurd levels. And yeah, 25% Vikings and Giants game usage is high. But I think the, the context of this slate, I don't think it's high enough right now. Dave Clark says, "I imagine Geno Smith is selected because Lockett is out and Goodwin is cheap and projected well point per dollar." Yeah, it's a it's it's a combination of that. But remember that game. Does, that it's not like it projects that well. Just that once I start capping 15 percent on these these other two games, then I start getting Geno Smith. But understand that there may be. 2,000 lineups with those two games before I get the first Geno Smith lineup anyway. The only reason I'm getting him is because I'm I'm telling the optimizer to stop. But yeah, but that's a quick little run-through. A little run-through run of thoughts for tomorrow's NFL slate. That's what I wanted to do because we have no MMA, right? There's no MMA for another three weeks. It's on Friday, it's a little bit casual. We have a Saturday slate for NFL that is tomorrow, so why not talk about it? But if you want to get the game theory show, I'll be talking about it a little bit more in depth with Tuttle. I'll be out later today. Sign up for Rotor Grinders Premium. Get the NFL premium stuff, get the NBA premium stuff, NHL, soccer's back, right? We got a big slate on Boxing Day on Monday. We got EPL, UCL coverage, PGA, golf, MMA. We got everything. So click on that link in the description Get $10 off your first month. But the Game Theory Show is for premium members only. My Discord, right, the Premium Roto-Grinders Discord, I have my own channel in it. So if you want to hang out with me, if you want to talk to me, if you want to ask me questions or anything, I hang out there. And that's part of your premium membership as well. I do like two or three Zoom coaching calls a month. We hang out, ask questions, discuss stuff. A little bit more high-level discussion. I enjoyed. We had one yesterday. So join. Join me. Join me. Join me in the cold. Get a fleece on. Get a fleece on. Join up. Premium. Roto-Grinder subscription. Hang out with me. Because what else are we doing? It's cold. I'm not going outside. I ain't going outside. I'm telling you, I ain't going. But stay in. Stay in. And stay on the YouTube channel. All right, we got tons of stuff coming out today. I mean, today is going to be ridiculous. Tons of NFL stuff. Coming out today. We got NBA stuff later. The Grinders Live, Crunch time. We got college football stuff coming out. We got we got so much stuff on the schedule today. So stick around, hit that notification bell. Sign up for the Scores and Odds channel on YouTube for the betting stuff or our sister site, scoresandodds.com. And uh programming note, there will be no show Monday. There will be no show Tuesday, and there will be no show Wednesday. It's kind of it's like Christmas break or whatever. So No show Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, no show. Okay. You won't see a thumbnail. It's it's, it's not like you're going to show up here and where is he? Like there's, you're not going to see a thumbnail, but I, I obviously want to say this because there'll be no show Monday. And then people will be like, well, where's the show? Well, if you're listening, there's no show Monday. And then what ends up happening is that the next day, there's no show. And they go, are you dead? Apparently once you miss two shows, once you miss two days, either they believe you're dead or the show's done. Are, are we ever going to do another show again? Did you get fired? Right. There's going to be some, some type of, no, there's just no. Sometimes you take vacations. Sometimes you take breaks, right? You look at a time and go, oh, it's Christmas. Let's take a Christmas break. There you go. Or sometimes I'm away or something like that. So I'm not dead. You won't see a show until next Thursday. So I'm not dead. I didn't get fired. The show's not over. It's still going on. there you go okay so have a happy holiday happy i I think I'm, i'm am i legally obliged to tell you that i don't really care don't have a happy holiday don't have whatever holiday you want don't have a holiday at all doesn't matter to me i'm just trying to be polite i really truthfully don't care if you do right i don't care if you have a happy holiday i don't care if you win or lose money in dfs if you're in my contest i don't i don't want you to win right i'm the grinch right I want everything for myself. So it doesn't matter. I don't care about you people. Right. That, that, I'm bringing in the holiday cheer. Right. It's December 23rd, the day before Christmas Eve. I'm going to end the show with, you know, people. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't really care much about you. Right. Not the thankful thing of like, oh, let's all be a family. And, you know, you know, like all, all the Christmas movies. It's like, yeah. 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 Whatever. Whatever. Like I'm Larry David up. Whatever. Hit the like button on the way out. Yeah. yeah if you like that. Hit the like button on the way out and I'll be I'll be back next Thursday. Next Thursday. No show Monday, no show Tuesday, no show Wednesday. I'll be back next Thursday. Answering your DFS strategy questions, as I always try to do here, on the DFS Free Game Show on Rotogrinders.com.